right, so we're here, and you know, today we're talking about the, uh, the kingdom of God um, is at hand. Y'all remember those statements? Jesus would always like to let people know that the kingdom of God is at hand uh, and how the kingdom of God is working in our lives. Uh, so we come here to chapter 8, and we've been doing this for the past couple of weeks, going through Jericho, uh, going through, I'm sorry, the book of Joshua uh, together, and just seeing how the Lord is going to cross us over. First couple of scriptures, we're going to do some more scriptures throughout the book. Pray it all comes together. You ever, sometimes you're going to be preaching, some of you preachers out there, and you don't know how everything's going to come together. <laughs> sometimes you just got to say, you got to bring it all together. Sometimes you go in the kitchen, throw a little bit of this together, throw a little bit of that together. People say, man, that was good. <laughs> you got to do what you do. Amen? Thank God it's the same God. It's not like a different God. All right, so chapter 8, verse 1 says, And the Lord said unto Joshua, Fear not. Neither be thou dismayed, take all the people of war with thee, and arise, go up to Ai. See, I have given into thy hand the king of Ai, and his people, and his city, and his land. And you shall do to Ai and her king as you did unto Jericho and her king. Only the spoil thereof, and the cattle thereof, you shall take for uh, a prey unto yourselves. Lay thee an ambush for the city behind it. All right. So we look at this right here. We got to sometimes you got to build a relationship between what the Mashiach is doing, what God is doing in the New Testament and what God is doing back here. Sometimes that's the reason why, you know, on, on Wednesday, we're taking different people, even though we're going through Psalms 119 so that you can see this individual's life in comparison to what Psalms 119 is saying. You know, today we're going to jump over to um, uh, we're going to jump over to. I think it's going to be Acts chapter 10. Yeah, be Acts chapter 10. We're going to look a little bit um, at that in relationship to what Joshua is doing here because sometimes you really can't see it in, in reverence to your life today, okay? We want to see it. How is this supposed to play out in our life today? Because none of us are actually going to war. Like God isn't saying, okay, y'all go down the road to, you know, County Road 1670 and kill everybody on County Road 1670. That's not what he's doing today okay all the stuff you see God doing back here um, today you know the weapons of our warfare are what not carnal also uh, it's revealed to us that we wrestle not against flesh and blood with what spiritual wickedness so even right here back here they're not wrestling against flesh and blood always with spiritual wickedness okay different principalities that have set themselves up here on planet earth principalities and powers and the rulers of the darkness of this world have set themselves up in different towns over mount pleasant we could see through the book of daniel how when daniel was praying and gabriel was launched bringing the message to uh daniel that the prince of persia takes off and meets daniel in air and they begin to to fight and he his job is to make sure that Daniel does not get his prayer answered if he doesn't get his prayer answered that he's not going to get a word from the Lord amen so his job remember angels are ministering spirits we've been through um with Jacob when Jacob said man I saw like a ladder going up to the throne of God going up to heaven and I saw angels what ascending and descending upon it so we see what jesus says today you shall see angels ascend and descend upon the son of man he's given us a glimpse into what's happening so today we're looking at ai 
in retrospect to what the Lord has said in the New Testament about the kingdom of God is at hand. Tell them the kingdom of God is at hand. Tell AI the kingdom of God is at hand. Like David said, you're not uh, coming out here, Goliath, to fight me, but you are fighting the armies of the living God, not the God made of wood and stone overlaid with gold. You are fighting the living God, all right? Uh, so when he starts to talk here, he tells Joshua, and I'm telling you, he's going to tell you and I, fear not. Because sometimes the challenge that's set before us seems to be so huge. And matter of fact, when you start coming up against uh, spiritual wickedness, the only thing that you have to take from is what? Hollywood. That's all you have to go on is Hollywood. Who, who in here keeps watching horror flicks? Brandy, she's like, you know, AJ, like, you know, I'm, I'm good in it. We used to grow up with Jason Voorhees in them. You know that? Michael Myers, you know? Amityville horror. Yeah. <laughs> we go to these different places and go to these movies, and we start watching them. So when we start thinking about the enemy, we're like, ooh, I don't know if I'm going to do that, Lord. <laughs> I don't need Michael Myers showing up. I don't need no Amityville horror. I don't need, remember Carrie? <laughs> yeah, Carrie was crazy. Okay? <laughs> so Hollywood is trying to show us what the enemy is like. And we're like, mm, we're not worried about Hollywood no more. We're not worried about anything man says here on earth. We're looking in the scriptures here, and the Lord tells us, because you've been watching so much nonsense, <laughs> fear not. Okay? Fear not. Neither be dismayed. Take all the people of war with thee. And I'm telling you, I believe that one day that, you know, I travel around to these different towns because of my job. And when I go in there, I'm like, where are you at, Lord? Some of the places I go to, it just looks like, I'm like, where are you at? Where are you at? Like, you know, it's, it's just, there's no, nothing going on there. It's just like people living there. And I'm like, where are you at? God has always has something going on. His job is always to bless people. Um, but he says, take all the people of war with thee and arise and go up to Ai. See, I have given into thy hand the king of Ai and his people, and his city, and his land. And you're going to do to Ai um, and, and her king as you did to Jericho and her king. Except you're going to get the spoil this time. Remember the one man we talked about last week that was so caught up uh, that he ended up stealing um, what was supposed to be dedicated to the Lord. So we cross over the Jordan River. Remember, the Lord swore about the people on the other side of the Jordan River. He said, man, y'all get on my last nerves. I brought you out of Egypt, out of the yoke of bondage, and you will have no other God but me. But since you want to have other gods, and since you want to play like you don't know, he says, you ever tell somebody, like I told you last week, I swear you ain't getting nothing for Christmas. That's the only way I could put it to you. The Lord said, I swear you ain't going into the promised land because you keep playing too much. There's too much at stake, y'all, when we cross over to Jordan. Maybe you're young right now. Maybe you can't get it. Those of us that are older are trying to comprehend it. But we can cross over the Jordan River. I know a lot of us have had the Red Sea experience. We've accepted uh, Jesus as our Lord and Savior, and we've been baptized. Just like it says, they were baptized in the Moses. But they wandered around for 40 years until the last of the adults had died off. And then these younger people, the Lord says, Joshua, come on, 
I'm taking y'all across over here to possess the land, the land that I swore to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I'm giving you this land, all right? And he takes these young people across, and they've never been this way before, and I'm telling you, it's the Spirit of God that is leading them on this journey. And these young people are like, okay, man, Joshua, don't be no punk about it. If we going over here, we going to fight. If we crossing over here, man, we can't be said. Don't be worried about Carrie and Insidious and all these other crazy movies, Dracula, the werewolf. Get all that out your mind. Because he says we wrestle not against flesh and blood. That's what, when we cross over to the Brit Hadashah, what they call the New Testament, it says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. So get all that Hollywood is talking to you out the way. It's spiritual wickedness in high places. Demons that are controlling the land. We know that because when Christ went up on the mountain, Satan said, look out at all these kingdoms. He said, if you bow down and worship me, I'll give them to you. And he said, boy, get out of here. Get out of here with that nonsense. You don't own none of that. We know that the Lord owns everything, okay? Now, Satan tries to influence governments. He tries to influence communities. He tries to influence people so that he can work out his agenda. And his agenda is opposite of God's agenda. Because the Lord told us his agenda. His agenda is not but what? To steal, to kill, and to destroy everything that God has made. But God said, my agenda is I've come to give you life. And what? Life more abundantly. That's what I've come to give you. All right? So let's go over and begin to look at, uh, let's go to Acts chapter 10. Let's do it that way. Some things we need to see. The kingdom of God is at hand, y'all. Kingdom of God is at hand. One of these days, you're just going to be going to church and something's just going to rise up in you and you're going to say, you know what? The kingdom of God is at hand. And he, he listen, he says, I'll give you the keys to the kingdom. I'm going to give it to you. All right? Not for your fame, all right, not for your fame nor for your glory, because people will see God moving in your life and begin to say, you know what? God is real. They're going to begin to believe in God because of what is going on in your life. Just like Daniel. Daniel was in some sticky situations that he couldn't get himself out. There was no way Daniel was getting himself out of that situation. It was going to take God to get him out. Like Sister Sheila was saying this morning, Daniel did your God keep you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he did. He shut the lion. It says he sent what? An angel. Did it not? To shut the lion's mouths. Now, listen, you can't see it. But I'm telling you, Daniel, <laughs> fear not, Daniel. Daniel's like, man, Lord, if it's my time to go, because many Christians, many believers, many people that were in the way, let me put it that way. Remember Paul, we talked about Paul, remember Bible study. He said, I took men and women and, and, and captured them. He was doing the work of the enemy and took them before uh, the king had them executed. And that's back in those Colosseum days that some of you young people are going to read about uh, when they would sick the lions on those Christians, they called them, and kill them by lions and stuff. Men and women died in the name of the Lord. You got that? So now we're going to transition from the captain of the host, the captain of the living, uh, of the living God, the, the commander-in-chief over all the angels, he says. 
I'm the commander in chief. And we're going to fast forward ourselves to the New Testament, to Acts chapter 10. And this is where Peter comes upon a man. He's a Gentile, okay, a Roman soldier. But it talks about how his prayers and the way he was giving had come up as a memorial before the Lord. Does everybody know what a memorial is? Okay, that's something where every time you go past it, you know, it's a memorial to somebody. So God, imagine you're praying. Can you imagine this? You're diligently praying, seeking God's face, and then an angel taps you on the shoulder and says, yo, AJ. And you're, of course, man, you've never seen one. You know, and you are so frightened that you just fall down like you are dead. And the angel taps you and says, come on, man, sit up. I ain't got time for that. I got a message for you. Your prayers and your giving have come up as a memorial to God. It's ever before his face what you are doing. Okay? And the Lord says, now go and send for Peter. All right? Go get Peter. He's in Joppa. Go get him and bring him back so he can tell you what to do. Listen, this man Cornelius had a good heart. And he would pray to the Lord, go out here and help people out here in his neighborhood. And he did it from the bottom of his heart. He didn't do it for no fame or no glory. That's just what he did. That's who he was. And God made sure that he did not miss the moment. All right? A lot of people miss the moment in Genesis chapter 6. Noah didn't miss the moment. It said Noah walked with God. Noah was God's friend. God said, Noah, man, I'm about to do some things. I'm about to do. Listen, God will not let us miss the moment because we're walking with him. And I know everybody else is preaching about, yo, man, it's about, you know, getting paid and all this other stuff. I'm telling you, he used everybody in this book not to get paid, but to see other people get saved. All right? So Cornelius goes and sends for Peter. He says, yo, he calls two of his servants because he's working. He can't leave his post. He's a soldier. He says, hey, you guys, I need you to go and get some guy named Peter. He's in Joppa at some tanner's house. And these men go and they bring Peter back. And it says here in verse 3, immediately therefore I sent uh, to thee, and you have done, uh, you have well done that you are come. Now therefore we are we all here present before God to hear all things that are commanded thee of God. He said we all are ascended here because the kingdom of God is at hand. Now this is a different type of AI. It's a different, this AI over here, back here, the Lord destroyed it because of Leviticus chapter 18 and the things that they did. And he says, I'm bringing, I'm, I'm bringing the, the, the sword down on these people because they refuse to serve me. Okay? Now, this new AI that's here, the Lord is making a choice to save these. That's where you and I are at now. Now God is revealing who he is. I brought you out here. I saved you to save other people. So Peter opened his mouth and said, of a truth, I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. Our Sunday school lesson said the black pastor and the white pastor said, you know what? We need to come together because God doesn't see color. 
God is a spirit, and those that worship him, worship him in spirit and in truth. If you go to a church and they're pumping all this blackness into you, you're in the wrong church. If you go to a church and they're pumping all this whiteness into you, you're in the wrong church. God is not a respecter of persons. And Eve is the mother of all living. Do you understand that? We don't get caught up in this and we don't get caught up in that. We don't have to have some painting of some black dude with dreadlocks on our wall because somebody white got a painting of some white dude on their wall. That is not God. God says make no graven image of anything in heaven and on earth. And you may think Jesus is a man, but he is not. He is God. Do you understand that? But in every nation, he that fears him and works righteousness is accepted with him. The word which God sent unto the children of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. Remember the angel said, now there's peace on earth and goodwill towards man. Verse 37, that word I say you know, which was published throughout all Judea. Everybody knew that people were dying because of the gospel of Jesus Christ. People were going like they were going to see coming to America part two, buying tickets to see people die in, the, uh, in those coliseums by lions. Everybody knew what was happening, that people were dying in the streets. And began from Galilee after baptism was John preached, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. For God was witness, was with him, and we are witnesses of all things which he did both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem whom they slew and hung on a tree him God raised up the third day and showed him openly not to all the people but unto witnesses chosen before of God to us who did eat and drink with him after he rose from the dead and he commanded us to preach unto the people and to testify that it is he which was ordained of God to be the judge of the quick and dead to him give all the prophets witness that through his name, whosoever believeth, believeth in him shall receive remission of sins. So these, these people that are in Cornelius' house is listening to this. Jericho refused to listen, and they shut all their gates up. God's just revealing people's heart. He said Pharaoh refused to listen. To what God was saying. God said, I raised you up and I put you in that position because I know you ain't going to accept me. Sometimes we want to wonder, why did the Lord have to kill these people back here? These people were not accepting him. They've already made a decision in their heart. Sodom and Gomorrah had already made a decision in their heart that they would not serve God. And we better be very careful about the practices in which Sodom and Gomorrah did. Do you understand me? And if you don't know, you need to study Sodom and Gomorrah and find out what they were doing. And make sure you come out from among them because they're still doing Sodom and Gomorrah to this day. And be thou separate. Do you understand that? So these people are listening to the gospel that the prophets from Genesis to Malachi were preaching. They're listening to this gospel that Jesus is the Lamb of God, like John said, that takes away the sin of the world. They're listening to this, and the Spirit of God is on Peter. And verse 44 says, while Peter yet spake these words, it says the Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard. And they of the circumcision which believed were astonished, as many as came with Peter, because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost, for they heard them speak with tongues and magnify who? God. 
all right? They magnified God. Then answered Peter, can any man forbid water or for them to be baptized? That they should not be baptized which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we. It's not by strength we preach, nor by might, but it's what? By his spirit, says the Lord. Can any one of us deny the fact that the power of God to the saving of souls? The Holy Ghost has fallen upon all these people? Because I'm telling you right here, Christ reveals the will of our Father in heaven, that he would that all men, women, boy, and girl be saved. But he understands and knows the person's heart. So if you want to question what God is doing back here, the kingdom of God was at hand back here too. And the power of God to the saving of the soul. But those people in that land have rejected God. And today people are still rejecting God. But we have not rejected God. But God wants to use you and I the same way that he used Peter. Peter was praying. We don't know. I could take you back to Joppa where Peter was praying and seeking God's face. And the Lord said, Peter, don't call anything I made unclean because that was their thing. I will not go and talk to a Gentile. I'm not going to go talk to this person. I'm not going to go talk to that person. And he said, you don't even understand what you're doing. And he told Peter, he said, some men are coming for you. And I want you to go preach the gospel to them. That's what it's about. When you and I are praying and seeking God's face, how the spirit of God will order our steps. Because who can be saved? We just walk up randomly to people. But I believe that as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are sons and daughters. And I believe that he will lead you and I, and he will give us opportunities to speak the gospel. But fear not what people may think about you. Because a lot of times you're going to, man, what are they going to think about me if I just start talking about Jesus in study hall? What are they going to think about me I just stopped and start talking about Jesus in Home Depot or, or Walmart. What if I'm at my friend's house over there and his family is going through some things and I just stand up because the Spirit of God is putting it on my heart to preach the gospel right here in his house. And I'm not even a preacher. I'm just somebody. I'm just like, man, I just go to church. And you begin to proclaim the gospel to somebody. And next thing you know, the Spirit of God falls on those people and they end up being saved. The same God that has commissioned uh, Joshua and the children of Israel to go ye therefore is the same God that is commissioning right here when you read the New Testament he says go ye therefore into all nations it talks about now about baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit but back here he says you better go out here and clean this land out because I have given you this land I've given you this land flowing with milk and honey these people that I'm casting out before you have already have a made up mind. They refuse to serve me. They're going to do what they want to do. Amen. Let's go to uh, Luke chapter 10. Just drop over a couple of books. Luke chapter 10. Jesus begins to reveal to you and I. who he is. All throughout the Gospels, they try to tell you and I who he is. But if you think that Jesus is not at war, you are sadly mistaken. You understand that? Now, we've been preaching for the past little bit on Joshua, 
and Sunday school, they just happened to open up about the commander of the army. I'm the commander of the host of the army. Remember we talked about that at Sunday school? Well, chapter 10 is all about this commander-in-chief. This is all about him. We saw a glimpse of him. We see glimpses of him at, on the mountain when he told Moses, take your shoes off for the place where you stand that is holy ground. And then we see him fast forward to Joshua, and he said, loose your shoes, bruh, because you're standing on holy ground. But now we get here to chapter 10 of the book of Luke. And it says here, after these things, the Lord appointed another 70 also and sent them two by two before his face into every city and place wherever he himself would come. Therefore, he said unto them, the harvest is what? Truly great. But the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he would send forth laborers into his harvest. Go your ways. Behold, I send you forth as lambs among wolves. Don't carry a purse nor a scrip nor shoes or salute no man by the way. And into whatsoever house you enter, first say peace be to this house. And if the son of peace be there, your peace shall rest upon it. If not, it shall uh, turn to you again. And in the same house remain eating and drinking such things as they give, for the laborer is worthy of his hire. Go not from house to house. And into whatsoever city you enter, and they receive you not. Eat such things that are set before you. And verse 9 says, And heal who? The sick that are therein. And say unto them, The kingdom of God is come nigh unto you. But into whatever so city they refuse to receive you, okay, even the very dust of your city which cleaveth on us, we do wipe off against you. Notwithstanding, be ye sure of this, the kingdom of God has come nigh unto you. I'm just speeding it up a little bit, y'all. But I say unto you that it shall be more tolerable in that day for Sodom than for that city that refuses, that refuses. When the Lord sends you, or the Lord puts it upon your heart to talk to somebody, it will be more tolerable for the day of Sodom than for that person in that day. Verse 13, woe unto you, uh, Cherosen, woe unto the Bethsaida, for if the mighty works have been done in Tyre and Sidon, which have been done in you, they uh, had a great while ago repented, sitting in sackcloth and ashes. But it shall be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon at the judgment than for you. And thou, Capernaum, which are exalted to heaven, shalt be thrust down to hell. Verse 16, he says, he that Heareth you, heareth me, and he that despises you despises me, and he that despises me despises him that sent me. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, not two, not three. And verse 17 says here, And the seventy returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. The kingdom of God is at hand. We're looking at Jericho and Ai, but we're now we're looking at God himself walking here on planet earth commissioning his army and sending them verse 19 says um uh, verse 18 and he said unto them i beheld this is what he said he said i beheld it's a play of words here one minute you think he's a son and the next minute you think he's god himself but he says i beheld satan as lightning 
fall from heaven. You are just a man, ain't you, Jesus? He said, you don't even know who I am. But if you know who I am, he said, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. And verse 19 says, behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Now, when he sends them out and we're reading in Joshua and they begin to conquer, they are conquering demons controlling nations. That's what they're conquering. These are demons that are over certain towns or cities and different parts of the world that are running things. And the Bible reveals that to us. So get Hollywood out your mind. Ain't no use of even watching that because that ain't real. You can read this Bible right here. I'll tell you right now, it's, it's serious right now. When God begins to send you, you're coming up against spiritual wickedness, principalities and powers of darkness, ruling in different places, ruling some of your friends' houses. All right? He says, but don't rejoice in that. He says, notwithstanding this rejoice that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Don't worry about your life. You're saved. All you want to find out is what is the agenda that you have for me as one of your children? What is the agenda? Because the kingdom of God is at hand and the Lord is telling you the agenda. He is going out here to get laborers. Do you hear me? Men, women, and children that have no problem seeking his face and praying and saying, Lord, let your will be done in my life as it is in heaven. And when God, listen, when the spirit of God begins to use you and I, it's not for our fame nor for our glory, but it's that God would be magnified. They came back with joy and said, Lord, even demons are subject to us through your name. Through your name, Lord. Whosoever, Romans 10, 9, whosoever shall what? Call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Genesis what? 4 and 25. Adam had another son named Seth. Seth had a son named Enos. And then what happened? Men begin to call upon the name of the Lord. The same God here is the same God here. It will not change. Don't let the world deceive you. Going back over to Acts chapter 10. Part I love so much. Ten and thirty-eight. Joshua is anointed by God. He is anointed by God to take the land of Canaan. David also anointed by God, okay, to be king. And he went forth and slew what? A lion and a bear? Then he went forth and slew this huge giant named Goliath. But do you know the men that joined themselves to David also slew giants too? Some of them threw, slew two giants. They did mighty works too. So in Acts chapter 10, verse 38, it says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. 
the more you walk with him and the more you pray with him and the more that you commune with him, God is going to anoint you to go ye therefore wherever he sends you. Let's like in, in our Sunday school, the woman wanted to go back to Africa and do what she felt in her heart that it was supposed to do. But the director of the school said, no, God keeps putting your name in my mouth. He wants you to be the director. And it'll be like that. Your gift will make room for you. Other people, you'll be saying, go get so-and-so. I'm going to do this with my life. And somebody's going to come up and say, no, God has anointed you to do this assignment. And the anointing that's on you, the gift that is on you, not only is it going to save you, but it's going to be able to save others that hear you. Others are going to come to know who God is because of the gift that God has placed in you. God has anointed you. Listen, I know that anointing is going to come with some time, but you're still going to have to fight that lion and the bear. God has set us apart to do a work for him, all right? How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with what? Power. Who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. The same Jesus said, I'm going to take you 70 and behold, I'm going to give you power. And they went around healing all those that were oppressed by the devil. But then also they came back and said, you know what else, Lord? Not only were people healed, but even the demons were subject to us through your name. This is where the battle is at today. He's showing us AI, and I'm telling you, the more we continue to uh, study Joshua, there's going to be some supernatural things that are going to happen in the battle. But I'm telling you, I'm just trying to bring it to you right now so you can see this. This is what God is doing with our lives. I know everybody else is out here trying to get an offering plate. I know people are asking for, can we get another $20? Can we get $100? Can we get $50 out here? Who can give? Listen, God, what is, what, you know what God is looking for? Men and women that would pray and seek his face. Peter was praying to the Lord and seeking his face when the men came from Cornelius seeking him. All right? And then sent Peter over there. Peter wasn't doing that. He just started explaining to them what happened. He didn't know what to say. He's like, man, Lord, I'm just going. And listen, and all of a sudden the Holy Ghost just fell on them. The power of God to the saving of the soul just fell on these people. And Peter was like, should we go baptize them now? Y'all think not. Because even in the midst of Peter, the brothers that came with him, sometimes you got haters right there. These are Jews, and he's trying to convince these brothers that these people need to be baptized. But then they still go back like snitches telling on Peter. You know, Peter over there with the Gentiles and the Gentiles is over there speaking in tongues. The power of God is moving in their life. They're, listen, people just don't understand. They'll never understand the move of God. Somehow they just miss it. But we can't miss it. Jesus, you know, other people over there doing the same thing we do and healing people and casting out demons in your name. And he was like, and? Well, Lord, they shouldn't be doing that. They should be wealthy. He said, man, what kind of sense does that make? If people are over there doing the will of God and people are being healed and demons are being cast out, that means the kingdom of God is at hand. 
Because if you join my kingdom, if you join my army, that's exactly what you're going to be doing. They thought they were an exclusive group that, that had a monopoly on it. Well, Lord, we with you. Lord, I got many others. Remember he told Elijah, I got 7,000 men that haven't bowed their knee to Baal. How do you, why do you think it's about you? It ain't got nothing to do with us. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he would send laborers out there into those fields that people would get saved. And God doesn't have to explain anything to you or me. So if somebody else is over there preaching and people are being saved, we need to be like, yes, Lord, can you send more? Because we know in your word it says that there's only a couple. God doesn't have to reveal his whole entire plan to me. I am one soldier standing around Jericho going straight forward. I don't need to be knowing what's going on with you. That's not my assignment is to worry about what's going on at your house or how God's moving in your life. That's not my assignment. My assignment is to keep my eyes on the mark for the prize of the high call of God in Christ and just move forward, not looking to the left or the right. If I have to get me some little little uh, frontlets like they do with the horses and put on so I don't have to look at your life. When people come talking about your life, I say, I can't even see about their life. I'm just worried about my life right now. There's a reward if I diligently seek him for my life. My name shall be written. As a matter of fact, Acts 16, 31 said, if I believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, it says I shall be saved at my house. I ain't got time to be playing with y'all because I don't know when the end of my life is going to be. It could be today. It could be tomorrow. Josiah thought that he was going to live long. He was 39 years old. That's not a long time. Talk to us that are older. 39 years, that's it? That's the best that he had? Stephen, how old was he when they killed him? When you start doing a work for the Lord, he says the world will hate you because it hated me. But if you're a friend of the world, how does that work? How does that work? If we out there with them, you know, hey, 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 I'm going to New Year's Eve, the ball about to drop. Come on now, how does that work? How does that work? You at the BET Awards, how does that work? Because I'm pretty sure the more we begin to move with God, we are not popular. Don't even invite them because, you know, they got to come with all that Jesus nonsense, and I ain't trying to hear it. But it's okay. It's okay because God promises to bring us joy. You know that? He promises to bring us. He said, let the joy of what? The Lord be your strength. When those 70 came back, they came back with what? Joy. They, they, we thought we had joy out there in the streets, but when God gives you joy, it means joy. You're not worried about anything. You are just so, you think you pumped up because you won the football game. <sighs> Come back after working with the Lord with joy. You can't even sit down somewhere. You know what? It's just, it starts spilling out into the streets. It starts expanding out of your joy, unspeakable joy. God says, I'll give you joy. You don't even know how to spell joy. You don't know what joy is until I give you joy. Jesus says, my meat is to do the will of him that what? Sent me. All of a sudden, you're not even hungry. People are like, did you eat? All right, man, I don't even need to eat right now. I am too fired up. Lord, when's the next assignment? You start praying about the next assignment. And the Lord is like, hold on, Mark. No, Lord, let's go. Let's go now. Joshua and Caleb were so fired up about God, they went back and told Israel, let us go up now and possess the land. That was 40 years before they crossed over the Jordan. Do you understand that? 
40 years. 40 years ago, they said, let's go take the land right now. But the other 10 people were like, no, no. Let's go possess the land right now. And possessing the land, I'm telling you, brings you joy. I told you this morning, you think your faith is something because you got saved? Wait until you take Jericho. Wait until Jericho falls and tell me about your faith, how your faith goes from zero to 60 so fast that you're on your knees again to my Lord. Where is the next Jericho at? Because I know there are people trapped behind those walls that nobody can get in to get out. There's young men and young women that are being taken advantage of on a daily basis and nobody's able to get them to them because the walls are too high. And God will give us the keys to the kingdom and show us how to begin to maneuver around and how to pray and seek his face and those walls come tumbling down. Do you hear what I'm saying? That's what God wants to do with our lives. I know, that, I know the world is telling you to get rich or die trying. I understand that. They're always going to be out there saying that. But some of y'all in here are going to be laying up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and rust uh, you know, can't destroy and thieves can't break in and steal because you're hearing God's voice. So when we start to look at the transition here from, from Old Testament, as they say it, to New Testament, it's the same God. He changes not. His plan has always been the same. To give us the keys to, to come and fight the enemy. The enemy is, is thinks he's got it going on down here. He thinks he's got Jerichos all over the place, impenetrable. But when those Jerichos start falling, just like Martin Luther King, next thing you know you're on a balcony and you're shot. Now, how old was Martin Luther King? Somebody Google that real quick. You'll be shocked at how old he is. Who has a phone? How old was Martin Luther King when he died? I want you to hear this number. He's in his 30s. Who's got it? Boom. Look at that. How old was Josiah? Did you think Martin Luther King, when he walked out there that day on the balcony with his buddies, was going to die at the same age as Josiah? Do you think that the world loved him? Some people were excited about Martin Luther King. He said, you can't fight hate with hate. You only can fight hate with love. He went around preaching and teaching to all of those that were oppressed by the devil. He was speaking to blacks and whites. Because even in our own community, we got this thing of we're going to fight hate with hate. The world always wants to talk to us about black on black crime. But we cannot fight with hate. We have to fight with love. The weapons of our warfare will never be carnal, earthly, with sticks and stones and cussing folks out and things like that. That's not the way that God has commissioned us to fight. We love our neighbor. We love our enemies. I know it doesn't seem right, but that's what we do because it's not by strength nor by might. It's always going to be by God's spirit. And we have to get this stuff in our heart. And then we have to walk it out. Lord, give me the strength 
the joy of the Lord is our strength. Lord, answer my prayers. Answer, answer me, Lord. Magnify yourself in my life. And I guarantee you, when he does it one time, it'll bring you so much joy. You'll feel like you've been in the weight room all week. Like, Lord, I can, I can move that vehicle outside. I feel so pumped up right now by you. And you're ready to go and attack and attack and attack. And the Lord is like, yeah, I got a laborer right here. But we live and move by the Spirit of God. And we don't look at the stature of anybody or what's going on in their life. We don't look at that. We go ye therefore. Okay? When the Lord sends us, we go. And we preach. And we teach. And we heal. And we cast out. We do exactly what he has taught us to do. All right? The kingdom of God is at hand. Tell everybody you come up. The kingdom of God is at hand. God is here right now. The same Jesus you killed is living in us. And he's the one that gives us the power. We don't have our own power. He says, behold, I give you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the wiles of the enemy. We don't have no power. We have nothing. But through prayer and supplication, we decrease so that Christ can increase in us and begin to live his life through us. And he's going to take us places, man, sometimes we really don't want to go. No, Lord, I think I need to go over here. Paul said, man, can I just go preach to Hebrews that were just like me? That Lord said, no, I'm sending you over here to these people over here. Because he knows exactly which weapon to take where. And you will be a weapon. And no weapon formed against you shall prosper. You hear what, That's what he said. No weapon formed against you shall prosper all the days of your life. And if God has commissioned you, I love him. Martin Luther King says, I'm not worried about my life no more. It's like the Holy Spirit said, hey, listen, keep on going because you're coming home pretty soon. He didn't have to tell nobody that he's going home. He just preached it. So when, they, when the Lord brought him on home, we ain't got to be sitting up there. It's a sad thing to see, but we ain't got to be that worried about it because we know where he went. All right? Where are you going? Is your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life? Or are you still wandering out there trying to figure it all out? You still think that the things you're doing uh, that are opposite of what God preaches in this book is going to get you somewhere? God already tells you where those things are going to get you. To be an enemy of his, I'm telling you right now, your name is not in the book. But we have a decision to make, either to walk with him or to reject him. But the people in the land of Canaan rejected him. All right, that's the only difference. They rejected him. Rahab received him. And not only was she saved, but her family was saved the same way that Cornelius, it was him and his family and friends were saved. Do you hear that? So keep studying. Keep seeking God's face. We don't understand everything. Keep walking with him. Regardless of what is going on in your life, you keep going. You keep pressing towards him. You hear me? I know you're going to make some mistakes, man. Just throw them off you. And keep on coming to church. Keep on seeking his face, regardless of this flesh, because you're retraining it. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. All right? It's a transformation process that's going on. So I'm not worried if something happens to you. I'm just worried about are you still following Jesus? I'm worried about are you still seeking his faith? Well, I messed up, Mark. It's okay. Get up and let's keep going. You're going to have mess up moments. I'm sorry, it's a reality. 
but he died. He died for every mistake that you and I are going to make. Just don't go out here and just keep doing it. You know what I'm saying? People are like, well, bro, you just think that, you know, he just died so you can go out here and act it. No, he died that you might have life and life more abundantly. Okay? If you make a mistake, get up, dust yourself off. That's on me. Keep on going. Following him. Following him. Following him in his word. Okay? That's all I got. Anybody else got anything on their heart? Come on, let's pray. We're rolling up out of here. The kingdom of God is at hand, y'all. The kingdom of God is at hand. 